And welcome back to the Joker's Corner. Today I am joined by Damian Green again, otherwise known as the Cheap Cyborg. And just call me nicely. Yep, I'm joined my friend nicely today. And we're going to talk about some of the latest news, or some of them are, no, some of them mostly are all just news. Uh, no rumors, but all news. Uh, Facts. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first one we're going to talk about today is uh, the Aquaman screening reactions are in. Uh, if you don't know what a screening is, they show, like, I don't know if they show the whole movie, but they definitely show, like, a good, a good portion part of, of it, it. Yeah, and I try mean, and get gauge, like, the audience's reaction so they can make some last-minute tweaks and stuff. It's like without finalized effects, right? I don't know if that is. Well, like, like the CGI will be kind of unpolished, a little bit unfinished. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's not the, like it's not the, like a it's final not the product. Final. Okay, product. I see. Yeah, it's not cool. the final product. Um, and for the most part, it's been positive. There are a few mixed ones in there, but for the most part, it's positive. Uh, one of the best quotes that I heard that uh, I think everybody else is saying is a really good quote is, "It's kind of like a Phase One MCU movie." Oh, okay. And that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, I think that's the best we can honestly hope for. Yeah. Yeah. As for, for an Aquaman for, movie. <laughs> not even just for an Aquaman movie, at this point for a DC movie. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. I'll, I'll pay just to watch Jason Momoa. Like, well, yeah, that's, that, honestly. that's besides the point. Like, I, I, I was going to go see it because Jason Momoa was in it. Regardless, yeah. I just think he's the ultimate badass. Yeah, but, like, for sure. Um, Wasn't he... Um, Called Rogo. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. fucking ripped a dude's tongue out with his mouth. That is so no. badass. Yeah, that was crazy. And he, he's in like some weird uh, Netflix show too, where it's like Game of Thrones, but on the Canadian frontier. Oh, I can it, watch that. It, it, it's okay. It, it's like this thing that like a lot of networks have been doing where they like take the Game of Thrones formula of like political intrigue and then just like <laughs> put it on a time period and That's try to make it work. That's what they with Marvel's... Um... Inhumans. Inhumans. Oh, really? Inhumans. Miserably. It wow. was basically like Game yeah, of Thrones. <laughs> that sounds really bad. I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even give it a shot. I was like, first of all, the Inhumans are boring to begin with. Like, I'm not yeah. that interested in... I mean, there are a few Inhumans that, are, like, that popped up recently that I'm kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, there's this guy, Reader. I talked about him in the last podcast, but... Um, he has... The, he's blind. He's a blind superhero. Oh, okay. And he can... Uh, if he reads on a braille pad, he gets the ability of whatever he spelled out. Like, he spells out what he wants to do, and he can do that. Oh, like, shit. He so was, he could write uh, lightning. I don't... I, I, he, he's never done it, like, to that... The, the most... The furthest thing I've seen him do is he's made a fake alter ego that Daredevil made come to life. He's and that's the, that's the current storyline right now. He's like the fucking braille version of that... Uh... That character from Naruto who like draws shit and it comes to life. Yeah, he's like fucking Sai. He's he's the blind version of Sai. (laughs) (laughs) And like the first time they introduced him once, he uh, in the first comic book he ever appeared in, in the way they were introducing him, he you see that he's blind and he and you see the braille pad, you see him wearing like the glasses, Mm -hmm. but he like reads the word C on the braille pad. And he sees through his pet dog's eyes. What the fuck? So it's like a literal seeing eye dog, and it's. It was so dope. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've seen in so long. That actually does sound kind of interesting. But 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 he that... has a limit. He can only use it like three times, and he has to sleep to recharge. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So um, he's got like a stand on the bar. Yeah. But, but back to the topic of, of Aquaman. I, uh, 
I'm, I'm genuinely interested to see where they go, especially with, like, the fact that they've already brought in, like, cosmic and, like, god entities as enemies in the DC universe. Yeah. Like, in these movies. I feel like it's kind of... It's refreshing and kind of concerning to see that, like, what's his face? Black Manta or whatever? Yeah. Being the, the, the villain of this movie. Because you already... They well, already kind of blew their load. Really the, he's with, not even like, really the villain. It looks like they're doing... If you, um... I think you should read this, too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the New 52 Jeff Johns Aquaman run. It looks like they're trying to do that entire run. Really? In that one movie. Kind so of. So, is, is Black Man not like a bad guy? There, or... No, Aquaman is still like there, or whatnot. Like he, okay. it, it's it's weird. Like they want to do the trench. It looks like it looks like they want to do the King Orm stuff a little bit. Um, it looks like they're doing like an homage to when he was like. There's like a there's a whole arc where he's like in the desert at one point. It's like kind of like the question of what would Aquaman do if he was not near water. <laughs> um, but that was like the whole arc, and I mean, it was still a good read, and like so, and that, I think that's why they were going to the desert or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it looks like they're just doing that whole run in. Uh, well, like I mean, movie. like I'm I'm down for like the idea of 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 taking like a run and and running with that. It's just like you should. I feel like they should break it up. Well, well, like I just I just feel like they've they've taken like like you already have these really super powerful DC villains, right? Mm-hmm. That have already been taken down. It's like. What the fuck is Black Mana gonna do? Like, like what what kind of threat does he pose when they've already taken down fucking Stephen Wolf and like the God of War? Well, I do uh, think that the, this you know. is gonna be a prequel. I don't think this okay. is. Um, I think they should just restart, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> just copy Marvel, like I've been well, saying. Well, I like that tangent because that's actually our kind of on our next subject because yeah. um, Oscar Isaac who played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse, right. and he's Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars trilogy. He's, yeah, he's the pilot. Yeah, yeah. He is reported to have joined Matt Reeves' Batman movie. Ooh. Yeah, like, he'd be a cool, like, Nightwing or something. I, don't even, I think he would be a cool Batman. Yeah. I, well, wait, so are they getting rid of Ben Affleck? I, I think at this point they kind of have to. Have really? you not seen what Ben Affleck looks like currently? Well, look, man. All right. He's he's a... Uh, he's definitely going through something, but he, like... He's having I'm, a rough time. I don't know what that kind of time is, but he's he's got a rich shade of blue going on right now. I, I don't think he's going to be Batman. I yeah. think he's kind of done. He's, you mm, think he's done? I think he's done. I can't really say I blame him after, you know, getting your hopes up. Like, he's been I mean, wanting to be played Batman for a very long time. And he failed before he could even try. Yeah, no yeah. one really gave him a shot. No one mm-hmm. even gave him the chance, honestly. But, I mean, he was a good Batman for the most part, except when he was killing people. <laughs> well, okay. And, I yeah. mean, there's no question. Well, wasn't there they a comic? Really <laughs> wasn't there a comic series where But, Batman okay, do you was... really think if the, just the Justice League, mind you, the rest of the Justice League are going to be like, yeah, I'm cool with teaming up with a murderer. Look, what makes him any different from Deathstroke or uh, fucking... That's true. That well, is true. Alright. Did did, uh, did Wonder Woman kill anyone in her movie? No. no. Not besides the god, but that's a god. And yeah. she was doing it to well, protect Well, what about people? when those people right, were first right. invading? 
Well, you can make the same argument for Batman. But no, Batman can yeah. easily stop these people. Like, there's no need. Like, we've seen other movies where he's done it before. All right, all right, people. all right. But if then, we didn't have that then, context, yeah, I could feel that. But we've had that context. No, no, no. I, I give you that. But then, but then we can go into the question of like, maybe this is the best Batman because he's just not putting up with that shit. And but then, it, like, but this is just yeah, like, people. He's stopping people from being you murdered. Better not in the fuck around because he will he'll murk you, dude. Yeah, he's not just taking you to jail. This is but no, this is like fascist Batman. <laughs> but the problem with that is then you have Superman. It's like, dude, take him out. He is a menace to society. Take him out. Because then, you, then you got to think about it like this. It showed he had a Robin who, died. who pretty much died because he was following in this dude's footsteps. He is a bad example for kids. Uh, yeah. And he's recruiting. Like, he's shown that he is recruiting. I don't know, man. I would, like, if I were, like, a government entity in this universe... I would be much more afraid of Superman than some guy oh, no, who no, dresses no. Most, up in bat pajamas and beats up some criminals. Especially know? this version of Superman, who's yeah. not that... Well, he might be hopeful starting from after <laughs> Justice League. But before this, he was not hopeful at all. He destroyed an entire city. He's a fucking robot. He, yeah. he doesn't behave like a regular human being. That first <laughs> scene you see him in Batman v Superman, he's literally breaking someone through three breaking walls. Breaking every bone yeah. in his body. He's dead. Like, yeah. there's no way he survived. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't know, man. But I, my theory on Oscar Isaac joining the ba- uh, Batman movie, I think he's a perfect Batman for, like, a Zack... Not Zack Snyder. Scott Oscar Snyder. Isaac? The New 52 Scott Snyder Batman run, he looks just like... Not just like, but he bears a very close resemblance to that one Bruce, Bruce Wayne. But 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 does this mean that we're, that we're going to be restarting the... Uh, At least the DC. Batman side. At least the Batman corner of it. Well, what the fuck? What kind of implication will that have for the rest of, of because DC? Because when Batman, when Batman has been introduced in Batman v Superman, he's old. He's an old Batman. So they're just gonna say this is like the the previous Robin taking the mantle or something like that. Or no, they'll just say this is what this is what's going on when Batman was young. Okay. If um, it's even connected, because now they're doing this whole thing called the Worlds of DC. That's like their MCU. It's not the DCEU no, anymore. Oh, fuck off. That's what they're just, calling it. The just Worlds restart of... it. Admit <laughs> yeah. you fucked up. I, I, it's not that hard. Admit you people fucked up. People would have more say, respect honestly, for you. Honestly, we're just rebooting you know? it. We're not going to try to write it off. But people yeah, like, we're just restarting. Just and admit it to me, bro. And you guys like, better movies. You know, people yeah, like, like, just tell me, come to me as a friend be like, look, you know, I've I'm sorry, I've been drinking a lot more recently. It hasn't been the same <laughs> since since Warner Brothers stopped funding me as, as much, and and you know, I'm, I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna be better. But people like I, I swear, okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> this time for real. <laughs> but people as people like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and if you have to restart that, you have to recast Wonder Woman. People are gonna be confused because if you try to keep Gal Gadot, people are gonna be like, wait, who the fuck? All right, like, why coming at you with a hot take. It wasn't even that good. <laughs> I think I think I, and I can I can see where you're coming from with that. I think it's just that it was it's the best DC movie yeah. we've gotten, so we have to hold it <laughs> up until until uh, until we get something better. But, but that's but that's but that's really sad when when this entire franchise, literally the best thing we can point to that's come from it, like it has some admittable flaws. Yeah, like it, it's it's just not as good. Because it still suffers from the, like what I have, what I what this is what I hate most about DC movies. Every fucking villain so far in the DCEU, because that's what it is, has been a fucking gray villain. Yeah. There's no character in them. They're all gray. Like, dude, everything in the movie is gray. 
It's like they just put gray scale over literally everything. I still haven't gotten over fucking Michael Sarah as uh, Lex Luthor or whatever the fuck his name is. They, uh, it's like three actors, just Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, Michael Sarah, yeah, and one look, other guy look exactly the fucking same. I get all the time. And too. yeah, like I'm <laughs> white and I can't even tell the difference. Like what the fuck? <laughs> That's it, yeah, but they, 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 I can definitely feel you on that. <laughs> um, but I hope he actually is Batman. Some people think he could be... I've seen somebody say he could be a really good uh, man-bat. Man-bat? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so stupid for that to be the first villain. Well, okay, they could, they could do something cool with that, maybe. I mean, it's either that or the, the rumor is that it's going to be Two-Faced. I don't need to see another Two-Faced. I'm good. Yeah. They, they've done, they gave a, like, he was a really good character in The Dark Knight. I don't yeah. want to see another person's take on that right yeah. now. And if you remember, they did Two-Face before The Dark Knight, even. He was they did. in, like, one of those really bad campy versions. <laughs> yeah, he was in the same movie as uh, Mr. Riddler. Freeze, right? Or was it The Riddler? I think it's The Riddler. Yeah, Jim Carrey was The Riddler. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. Because Mr. Freeze was in the one with, um, Catwoman, I think. No, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy? I don't even fucking remember. No, because Catwoman was in the one with the penguin. penguin yeah. And Danny DeVito. We need to bring Danny DeVito back as the penguin, dude. That guy gave you nightmares. Like, <laughs> he was kidnapping children. That was like his main goal was to kidnap the children or something like that. Using fucking penguins as like God. means of doing this. Can you imagine just like waking up and at the foot of your bed it's just Danny DeVito eating a hard-boiled egg Ugh. or some shit? Just like, hey there. Get in my sack. That's just <laughs> Tim Burton. Though. That's just Tim Burton, though. That's what Tim Burton dreams about, I think. Like, I, I kind of just gave me a good insight into his psyche. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but do y'all have any opinions on who Oscar Isaac could play? Um, and you gotta think, like, mm. the Matt Reese Batman. Matt Reese has said, and I trust Matt Reese because he did the fucking Planet of the Apes, which is a fucking masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, I know it would be perfect, dude. They're saying it's gonna be a more detective-like uh, story. Holy, dude, I know it would be fucking perfect. Fuck this, fuck this modern day noise. Fuck your prequel shit. We go 50 years in the future. Oscar Isaac, Terry McGinnis. Batman Beyond movie. Super detective cyberpunk shit like Blade Runner. It's right in itself, dude. But you know what's funny? People have been dying for a Batman Beyond movie for so long. And Oscar Isaac would be a great Terry McGinnis. And people have said, like, let's just cast Kevin Conroy because he voiced... Oh shit, dude! He'd be perfect. Just cast him as like old man Wayne. We, we'd have to bulk him up a little bit though. He's like, have you seen? Just to fit the Bruce Tim style of art, dude. No, well, not only that, but like he looks like fucking Skeletor. Like I love, I love him to death. Like he clearly has smoked a large portion of his life, not only because of his super smooth, sexy, gravelly voice, but like he's just like really fucking skinny. Like he's an old man, dude. Yeah. It, well, I, I think he, he doesn't said look like he'll a Bruce be willing to do it. I think he's. I think he said one time that he would be willing to be like old man Wayne if they did a Batman Beyond movie. I would love that. Actually, I I feel a little bad for calling him Skeletor. (laughs) It's. I think it's a race. It's honestly a race because you're either going to get Spider Man twenty ninety nine first, or we're going to get Batman Beyond first. That's what we're going to get. There's no. I want them to actually pull it off, though, man. Yeah, I'd rather. I want to see people walk around with augmented parts and everything, like just as background characters. I want this world to be believable. Some cyberpunk shit. Yeah. I feel that. Um, Basically take the set of Ghost in the Shell and put Spider-Man or Batman Beyond in it. I think Batman Beyond would be a better fit 
just because the whole cyberpunk genre, uh, excuse me, is is based around like like the Blade Runner movies, right? And it's just that that dreary like neonness, you yeah, know, like yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. fucking and raining. Spider Man is kind of viewed more as a like a brighter, More upbeat, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I, I see what you're saying. It, with that. it, it matches that, that that tone and aspect. right. Yeah, it's fucking Gotham already, dude. I'm telling you, this this movie writes itself. I, DC, hire me. I'll fix your shit. You know, they clearly need some help. God damn it. Um, all right, and the next piece of news is that the Venom movie, which is like only like a couple weeks when you think about it, in like the grand scheme of things, it's only a couple weeks away. Um, and they still have yet to release the rating for it. Hopefully, that's good news. Uh, <laughs> that's Can it be at this point? It's radar. Well, they didn't they say in like a press release they were going for a really gritty uh experience they here. were trying to go as pg-13 as it possibly can be without going to the radar format because i feel like my theory is that they still want to one day possibly let it be a part of the mcu and let spider-man cross over with that venom why can't it if it's rated r because they're then they'll have to people aren't sure whether future. or not disney's going to let Easy. them do a rated r yeah i don't know that's I mean, I, I, okay, Imagine I if they you. just announced that they're going to start making the Deadpool movies PG-13. People would be like, well, what the hell? Like, yeah, but, I, but makes it a lot less enjoyable. But that's... That, yeah, no, all right. Actually, that's not true. It depends on how they do well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. Because okay. well, if they team them up with Spider-Man and they're just cracking jokes the entire time and Deadpool's like being like as Deadpool as he can be. Because like, they did that one time and um, there's, a, there's a cartoon, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, they had a cross where Deadpool showed up with Spider-Man. They did a whole team up, and it was very funny. Yeah, I remember that episode. I actually. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I um, think I remember that's like that. the only episode I did enjoy. But like, it was a very. I found it very comedic. I was like, all right, I can do this. But, they should do this all the time with them if they're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it, it just I, honestly, they actually have a comic book together right now, and it's really still going. I think actually. Well, like, to be totally for real, it feels like they're just being cheap. Like, you know, like hear me out. It wouldn't cheapen the character to take them from like a rated R universe and and put them you know with with these other characters in a more PG thirteen experience because it just it has that context like we're, we're smart enough to understand that that there can be like differences in stories for for the, the sheer you're also thinking about parents having to explain stuff to their kids well think of the children fuck parents dude like I I, was actually, <laughs> I went to the doctor and there was a mom she uh. She was. I was talking to the nurses about the movies because whenever I go over there, no, mm-hmm. they're not nurses. They're like deaf people, but they're, they're secretaries. Yeah. Or whatever. But, um, yeah. Whenever I go up there, they always want one has a son who's in the comic book, so she always ends up talking about the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the lady, she had two kids, and she was like, she was like, all right. She came up to me and she's like, I didn't want to interrupt your conversation, but um, my son, he was had he had like a Avengers Infinity War shirt, and he didn't know who half the characters were. He just had this shirt, and turns out the mom didn't even. She hasn't shown them any of the movies. Because I guess because he's just young or whatever. Yeah. And some people actually... I didn't, that was my first time. I was like, holy shit. Like, people actually followed the stupid PG-13 rule and shit. Well, I, I mean, if I'm going to be totally honest with you, when I have kids, I'm probably not going to let them watch any TV until they're, like, 12. <laughs> if I'm going to let them watch TV, it's going to be the TV I grew up with. Because, like, yeah. the TV that's on now is just fucking for idiots. Well, well not, not only that... You're stupider and stupider kids. I'm sorry. Well, well, I mean, like, not only that, but, like... I don't know, just like, like, there's no lessons, there's no story, you're not, there's no, 
It's no, all just it's jokes and rain growth. Like, like if I if I look at like my my childhood, I kind of wish I didn't have TV. Like, like, re- you know, looking at it retrospectively, um, at least until I was a little bit older, uh, personally. But like, my well, point though is, there's like, there's like I can see why people want to do. That, you know what I mean? Like my mom when we were kids, like. We we got we could do all that stuff, but mm-hmm. we had times where we had to go outside. We had times where we had to play together and yeah. be like family. Right, like, right. You, as long as you fucking raise your kids right, they they'll turn out to be functioning members of society. But when you don't pay attention to your kids, they're gonna end up like. There are a lot of people who go there, shoot yeah, up fucking Madden tournaments. There, so Family Guy is shit, but there was a there was a little uh, you know cutaway they had recently where they were talking about latchkey kids, and he was like. Just drinks an entire two liter of uh, uh, Mountain Dew, and he's like, "Well, I think I'm gonna go kill some rats with a nail gun now, or some shit." And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds about right for for kids who have to come home with no parental supervision for, yeah. for hours on end, where literally all all you have is your companion is a television. Yeah. It's fucked up." But anyway, <laughs> now we're on a whole different tangent. But but uh, my point is though is I can see why like why why certain parents like do follow those rating guidelines. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that all of them that do are, you know, like crazy, like Bible thumpers or something. Oh, no, no, yeah, definitely, yeah. They just feel like, okay, these are experts. Like, these are the experts. Like, they get their science, their psychological, whatever they're, whoever, yeah. however you got to do to get that job. They, they are being experts part of the, in their field. The way I see it is that the kids so probably know about though. all the stuff that's being talked about in a PG-13 movie already. So I don't see the point. Kid, yeah, kids are smarter than we give them credit for it. Yeah. But no, that's definitely true. And like, I, I think that's why my parents, like, just... Like, they took us to the movies yeah. to watch these movies, and they were like, if there were any, like, like, my mom likes to do this thing where she, like, well, well she doesn't do it as often as anymore, like, but unless she wants to talk about something. Um, but when we were little, she would pause, uh, like, TV shows we were watching or movies we were watching, and she'd, like, explain the situation and, like, ask us if we had any questions or anything like that, and she would like, hmm. answer the questions for us. That's actually and, pretty tight. Yeah, like, and <laughs> so, like, we would watch, uh, like, Degrassi. And uh, something about like a like adoption came up or whatever, and she like would talk to us. She like it doesn't matter who like is your biological parent in the end game. It matters who raised you, like who took care of you and mm-hmm. stuff like like and genuinely like care for you. Not like one of those like those people who adopt kids just for like the money they get. Yeah. So she she was just being sure like you got like the legit moral from it. Yeah. Exactly. Or like you understood what was going on contextually. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty tight. Like I. I Respect your mom for that. That's a cool thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as you have, like, parents actually give a damn, like, Mm -hmm. instead of just putting, like, a phone in your face or, like, a TV in your face for, like, hours on end, your kids should be fine. Like, yeah, man, that, that's how you get into the weird side of YouTube. With all those exactly. That's how you get Spider-Man into counting videos that's or some shit. They're just taking advantage side. of the YouTube algorithm, man. Yeah. And all the kids on the platform making hella money from it. True, though. But I mean, there's some, like, really weird videos on that side of YouTube. Some really weird stuff. I remember I saw this one, and it was, like, learning colors with Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was just, like, a fucking hand, like, like painting Sonic, right? But it was, like, really weird colors. And I scrolled down in the comics, the comments, and the, and the highest rated one was just, this is satanic, and it made me lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. What, what's the next story, though? Because we, we went on a, a, yeah, we whole, went on a whole fucking thing. tangent there. Um, okay, so Alec Baldwin. He was reported to have joined DC's Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Making, now, wait, wait, is this is this Jared is, Leto? No, Joker? Making, what the fuck, dude? 
New Joker. Where where are we? Where are we? Another what, New Joker. That's what I'm saying. They should just restart it all, man. Do, do they have like a fucking plan for this? For I this think what they're doing franchise? now is just like Elseworld stories, where like they can make whatever they want, and if they want it to fit into the MC, like the 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 universe, so like, the cinematic like, oh, well, universe. This one is actually it. part of the universe. Well, fuck you. I think I'm just gonna wait till it's already out and has made all the money and all the credits have talked before I decide if I want to see this movie or not. How yeah. about that? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. But um, he joined it, and then he left it because he says it's due to scheduling. <laughs> I've I've I been I like followed DC too out. long. Yeah, I have followed DC too long to be like, this is this is normal. This is a normal thing for a film to do, to hire somebody that's just... Red flags, he, man. He probably Red read the flags. script and was like, so this Joker movie's a comedy, right? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Looks like something him? actually came up. I don't know if I can... <laughs> <see> this, guys. <laughs> Here's your money back. Yeah. I have to go do Boss Baby 2. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Like, I did Boss Baby. He doesn't want to do a Joker movie. Oh, One of, like, the most iconic characters in film. No, regardless I... of, like, it yeah. come, coming from a comic book format. What would he even be doing in a Joker film? He was honestly. supposed to be um, Thomas Wayne. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow, okay. Who's supposedly going to be like a Donald Trump like. What? Like a uh, character. Oh, that's what? The, that's the report. That's the report. Why? What well, are okay, they so doing? That, that makes sense though because Alec Baldwin has been doing Trump impersonations for, for SNL for like the past years. Why is three that years. character going to be a character like Trump? Cause is that even how he is in the comics? What if, they're gonna make is, him the bad guy. This dude. is an Elseworlds story. They're gonna make him. Yep, they're gonna make him the bad guy. Which I can is, see it. which in itself, it's like interesting. honestly, it's, it, interesting. it's interesting. But I'm just so tired of like all like the the Trump cliches, like the whole. Uh, I'm gonna make America broad again. <laughs> like I just don't even fucking care. Just stop. It's not even creative anymore. Give me like some good juicy shit. I want I want comic nuggets, not political nuggets. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think this is a bad sign already. Oh yeah, 100%. I don't think this is where they were hoping for it to go. So it's going to be like <laughs> Joker, uh, a Batman story or whatever, yeah. instead of Solo. Why does everything have to have these political undertones to it? Why well, everything, we just... everything is inherently political. It's just... If it's good, you don't notice it. It just yeah. it's in the background because you don't. If it's good, don't care it isn't all it. in your face. Right, right, right. Um, the next piece is that Wesley Snipes, formerly known as Blade, from oh like God. those, as I like to call the Matrix movies, just with Blade coding on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been in talks with uh, the Marvel execs. On God, some uh, please, Marvel projects. Please, dude. If, He's too old, If man. that... No, dude. I just want if that Wesley fat Snipes came old... black as Blade, in I'd old, be perfectly okay with that. Blade, like, okay. That'd be dude, cool. I just want that fat old vampire that he tortures with sunlight and Blade to be canon in the MCU. <laughs> I'll be happy. I'll die a happy man if that happens. If there were blood orgy parties canon happening in the MCU... That Robert Downey Jr. probably knew about because he's like a big wig elite. Like that that's gonna be fucking crazy, dude. If that's just like in the MCU as like as like canon. Um, I want that so bad. If but that opens the door because uh-huh. I think what they'll do, I think the next phase when it comes to Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Or not Netflix movies, but Netflix shows when it comes to Marvel, if they continue to do those. Yeah. 
is the supernatural side of the Marvel Universe. I think that's when we're going to start getting characters like Blade, like Ghost Rider, at least a so proper cool Ghost Rider, dude. and Moon Knight. Because, like I said, Moon Knight was supposed to be in Iron yeah, Fist Season Iron 2, Fist, right. but they took him out. And they, I, I don't see why they want to take him out if they don't have bigger plans for him. Mm-hmm. Because Moon Knight is a very interesting character. Like he's He could be like their Batman. Really? He could be their Batman if they wanted him to. He's had some interesting runs as well. Yeah, um, if you re- um, read Warren Ellis' run, is really good. Is that the one where he like wears a suit? Yeah, yeah, like like, like he's like a detective. He's like yeah. an all white. He's got like the, the ski mask with dope. the. It's yeah. so dope. It's a cool costume. I fucking, I like the one he wears when he's like a like an assassin type thing. Like they like because they, they he had three <clears throat> different attires he would wear. <clears throat> yeah. In a in that run, and that was my favorite one. It's followed by the suit and tie. Then it was like this like magical. Totem stuff, and I was like, I mean, I, I'm, okay. I'm really down with like the the mystic uh, and mythological side of the Marvel universe because, like, yeah, because it's like their own stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's their so own, much potential, man, like to, to make their own mythology because yeah. it's like you have like gods just existing along each other. You have sorcerers yeah. who rival the ability of those gods because, like, Doctor Strange just shuts down Loki. Which like like I'm, I'm I want to see the power scaling like who's S tier who's A tier whatever yeah. of, of of fucking Marvel because yeah. like there there were some things that kind of threw me off like like Valkyrie being able to best Loki even though he's a god and she's like like well, a Valkyrie Loki's stuff like that probably not like a good fighter well yeah yeah but I mean like I, I feel like he would have out outmaneuvered her like mentally or like you know like done like some trick trickster shit where he's like oh that was a hologram Loki I was behind you the whole time or whatever you know yeah. turn but, her into a fucking chicken or some shit <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean like I, I do want to see like the power scaling of like Marvel characters yeah cause like I feel like the mystic guys are just so OP cause like well, they, now you have about, like, Stormbreaker Oh, well, yeah. Telepaths and telekinetics. Like, Jean Grey is on a whole other level when it comes to that, too. Yeah. And she, when she's possessed by the Phoenix Force, which just has, a for some reason, an obsession with her. Like, <clears throat> I never really got the, the rundown of the whole Phoenix Force thing. It's like, not what you saw in The Last Stand. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, my, my first introduction to Phoenix would have been the X-Men cartoon series. That's probably where you should go with. Alright. <laughs> cool. It's actually really surprising how uh, comic book accurate or close to the comic books actually they got uh, with that with that at least that arc of that series because they did the whole there's like a scene there's a comic book where Logan um, they, they I think the rest of the X-Men were kidnapped by the Hellfire Club mm-hmm. and Wolverine was the only one that didn't get captured and he's like in the sewers and like the uh the Hellfire, like, minions are, like, trying to find him, and he's just, like, a ninja, and taking them out silently and shit, like, just Wolverine's so them. fucking cool. It's, like, the first time Wolverine, like, where I, like, I guess it's, like, it's really significant, like, I, I'm sorry, I guess it's really significant, because that was the first time where they, people were, like, okay, yeah, Wolverine, he's a, technically a good guy, but he will go places that they will not. Th- this is why they need to restart the MCU and hire me as a writer, because we can have, like, a really tight, like, dude, I'm telling you, I want, like, a legit, like, World War II movie with Wolverine and Captain America fighting Japanese imperialists and Nazis. Like, that'd be tight as fuck. They just need to restart the whole fucking thing. F- fuck this shit with bringing the X-Men in after half of the goddamn movies are done. Nah, just no, restart that shit. I need to see Tom Holland with, uh, whoever plays Johnny Storm. I need to see. I still need to see an interaction between Spider-Man and the Hulk. 
Yeah. All right, all right. Spider Man, yeah, Tom right. Holland, and Wolverine. I wish it would have been Hugh Jackman, but. Well, he might come back. You never know. Yeah, you know, money talks. Yeah, it does. I mean, shit, what else is he doing now? And the, I mean, uh, if we can use. Lame is, too. If, if, if Disney <laughs> has, like, fucking technology that you can bring fucking people who have died and put them in their movie now, not yeah, even dude. notice it. Peter Crushing, like. That that was insane. I honestly thought that they had used like a body double for the first like two scenes of him in Rogue One. That shit was insane. Yeah, I wonder. And then well, you they said they were gonna do it with like Leia. This, they're doing yes because Leia's back in the movie. No, they said they're not going to to use any kind of CGI for her. It's all oh, gonna be not? unused footage to like. Okay, good. That, that, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Can, all right, can we finish this topic so I can talk about how much I fucking hate Star Wars? Because <laughs> like that that's this is just getting me pissed off now. But yeah, that's mostly it. Wesley Snipes. He needs to come back. He needs to come I, back. I would be so hyped for that. Yeah. I think he's like, he's, I don't feel he's that level yet, but he's like on the usher. Like he's, he's right about to break the glass ceiling into becoming one of those people who are those characters. Like, I mean, he needs the money. I mean, yeah, that, that whole well, tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I just like, I like Wesley Snipes like as a, uh, as an actor um, especially in the Blade movies, because he had, like, there was, like, a superhero cheese that came with him, and that, maybe it was just because it was made in the 90s, too. Yeah, it got the, uh, it had the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but, like, he, he really did something to, like, extenuate, like, a really good balance between, like, cheese and... and badass. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I think, I think him as, like, an actor, if they get the right, the right writer for it, it'll, it'll just be awesome. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Especially if it's on Netflix, I don't have to pay for it. Uh, yeah. Or at least... You know, without description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this one's not really like movie news, but mm-hmm. I, it it was news. And uh, Jason Todd's getting like a new solo series. Like, if you know who Jason Todd is, right? Uh, Red Hood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's getting like a new series, and he's like, because his current series is Red Hood and the Outlaws, but yeah. um, it's like the their version. It's like the darker version of the Trinity. Like the more anti-hero side of like the Trinity, like oh, you know, okay. like Trinity's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's Red Hood, this Amazon chick named Artemis, and then um, Bizarro. That's ty- <laughs> wait what? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Bizarro. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 fucking nuts. That sounds awesome. I nuts. love it when they get like a fucking dunderhead on the team. But it turns out he gets oh, smart. My God. He gets wait, smart. What? Really? Like he's having like the, in the most recent issue, he got hit, they got um, kidnapped by the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and Red Hood's getting like tortured. Not well, not tortured, but like they're about to like rough him up. Um, I forgot what RMS is doing, but it's not it's not comfortable or anything like fun to do. And then when they, they Red Hood gets her out, and then when they, they go to Bizarro, he's just having tea with fucking Amanda Waller talking and shit. Because <laughs> like in reality, what can they really do? Like it's fucking a, a fucking. You just crazy gotta person with the power of Bizarro. Yeah. You like you like bring that dude to a kindergarten class with like an, an Nintendo sixty four and some coloring books and are like, all right, buddy, have fun. You can leave whatever you want, but we're just gonna make sure you don't want to leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Free pizza, dude. Yay! Yay for Bizarro. Class for Bizarro. <laughs> but yeah, he's getting it's a, like a um, child. He's Jason Todd's getting a new series called Red Hood Outlaw, and he's getting a new look too. Like it's it's actually a pretty cool look. I'm not it's gonna lie. Just the Arkham Knight. Uh, no, it's not the Arkham Knight. That was so stupid. That was no, not Jason Todd, guys! Yeah, there was no point. Everyone knew. Like, there was like... I get that you wanted it to be a twist, but comic people have seen stories like this for years. Like, we... This is like... I, I know more about comic books than I do about anything else in, like, well, life. 
I just, what I thought was stupid about it though was just the fact that they were like, a, it's not Jason Todd, and b, they had to make a whole new character for it. Like, what the fuck? Who I'm cares? Like, no, just say it's Jason Todd. Like, just make it the Red Hood. Like, it would have been more compelling. Even if you wanted to do, because it's like its own separate universe. So even if you wanted to do that, you could do that and just still say it's Jason Todd. Like, yeah. it, it's not going to stop people from buying the game. You could have just done a trailer. Where he uh, took off his mask and people just lost their shit. And they, they, people still would have bought the game. Yeah. It like, was an Arkham game. Everyone loved him. Exactly. But, but um, so Jason Todd getting his own thing, though. Um, that's something I kind of want to see from from the, the, the DC cinematic universe. This would actually make me buy a ticket, maybe. Um, well, actually, like, that, that, that kind of got... I think I saw a report somewhere that... Remember in Batman v Superman? Yeah. And uh, the Robin suit. It's not Jason Todd. Turns out it's not Jason Todd. Yeah. Wow. It's thanks. Fucking thanks, Zach. Like, yeah, Zack Snyder, right. the be-all, end-all of the DCEU, who we need to see his great vision, killed fucking Dick Grayson instead of Jason Todd. No, no. Uh, you know what I honestly think it is? There's like, there's like this thing, and, and then I, I can touch on how much I hate Star Wars too at this point, but uh, there's this thing with directors now who get these franchises where they just want to subvert people's expectations. Where they're like, I don't actually want to write a, a, an interesting story. I'm just going to change things up. That'll, that'll really get their goose, you know? Yeah. So, like, with... Uh, they want to put their own stamp on it. They want to be right. like, this is my mark. Yeah, and I don't fucking care about your mark. Yeah, I, I want to see how I grew up with, like, yeah. these are the characters I want to see. Like, that's, that's, that's why I bought the ticket. Yeah, exactly. For this character, you know? Like, yeah. And, like... And, and like, like, it's the same thing, like, with Mark Webb and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, where you, mm -hmm. when they killed Gwen Stacy, they did it in the clock tower, even though they had her in the outfit and they had her on the bridge. I was like, okay, they're going to do it. And no, they did in a fucking clock tower. And I was like, all because he wanted to be cinematic. And I was like, really, dude? I Well, so... But, but I don't know. Because I, I feel like, thinking about this complaint that we're having right now, it's also like, why even fucking make the movie? You know? Because then, cause then you, you, you as a director can't put any of your own ideas into it. It's like... <laughs> There's a really fine line, you know what I mean? Yeah. Between showing off like like what you want to see from your childhood, right, and, and allowing a director to 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 give their own interpretation of of events. It, yeah. It, it, honestly, I think it really just comes down to but, but, but even if, if but, you're good at presenting your ideas or you're not. But you know why I can't find that is because comic book writers do it all the time. What, what do you Dan mean? Dan Slott is a fan of Spider Man, right? But mm -hmm. the Spider-Man he grew up on, for the most part, is a unmarried Peter Parker. Yeah. He read it when she got married, but he he remembers when he there was a time where he wasn't married. So he was a fan of breaking up the Mary Jane Watson and Peter okay. Parker marriage. Nick Spencer just got them back together. They're not married because they won't Marvel won't let them do that ever again. But um, yeah, because that's kind of fucked. Well, not that, but there's a there's a fucking lame rule in comic books where like they feel like if characters get married it ages the characters well okay that, that, that's that's fair <clears throat> there's there's a um that's like a psychological thing probably like where well, if yeah, they have a kid like, even though they're the same age they seem older or but yeah but i'm like come on man like i'm fine like i the only time i've read superman like, where i was like enjoying it was when he was married and had a kid and i was like oh, yeah this is pretty cool yeah because that makes superman interesting yeah exactly like, like that because like superman i i don't know man like it, it's really easy for me to complain about all this shit, but when it comes to actually, like, writing down something other than, like, the main themes or whatever I want to cover, 
it is difficult. Like, like how do you write a Superman movie, you know, and make it interesting? Like, how do yeah. you make this perfect man right. interesting? Well, basically God. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, but, like, everyone's done that, though. It's like, anyone who writes a Superman no, story goes back to the doing. whole, like... What they should be doing is just, like, taking source material and just tweaking it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Like, with the Vulture. When they, when they said that Spider-Man Homecoming was going to be the Vulture villain movie, I was like... Okay, I'm excited to see the fights because that they're gonna be in the fucking sky and shit like that. Yeah. But how the fuck do you make the vulture interesting? He's an old man, and, and, and they then did. they did. Yeah. They made him fucking interesting. Yeah, but, but okay, but that, but that, I feel like that's a pretty big, a pretty big change, right? Like that. That's but taking they, the entire backstory of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, and it's not like they couldn't do something where like remember when the Spider-Man '94 animated series where he had that suit where he was stealing people's youth. What? Oh yeah! They could have done that. They could have done a lot of things with the vulture that made him interesting. Guess so. But they did something that worked that was original for them. Right, right. But 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 that's I, like, cause, all right. So you're like, and, you're, and you're what's prior... even crazier? What's even crazier? Because let's think about this. Okay. What's even crazier is that you know how crazy comic book fans are when it comes <laughs> to canon and stuff like that. Yeah. Liz Allen, they're really big on that. They took two characters who had no prior relationship, made them a family. And we didn't even ask whose last name is whose. Wait, who? Because Adrian Toomes, who's the vulture, and that's who he was. Okay. We never really asked who, what his last name was. Yeah, when, I guess when, you're when right. That, when that <sighs> big plot twist happened, mm-hmm. no one was like, wait, so is it Adrian Toomes, or is it Adrian Allen's, or is it Liz Toomes? We just don't care, because it's too good. It's it was too good. Everyone ignored well, it. That touches on a point we were making earlier. I don't remember if it was while we were recording or not. But it was, uh, or yeah, because it was the politics thing. Just in general, with, with plot holes too. You know, if something's good, you just don't notice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that good. You just don't give a fuck. You're, I'm here to be entertained. Exactly. It gives you the Let ability me turn to off shut my fucking brain. brain on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It lets you turn off your, if, it's yeah. a, if a movie is good, you, you don't you have any turn problem off your brain. Off. I, I remember... Uh, Damon and I were having a discussion a while ago and I was like, you know, I don't want to have to turn off my brain to enjoy a movie. But the more I think about it, it just happens involuntarily if it's good enough. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you just don't care. You get sucked in. Yeah. You, you, like, you, you adapt to the rules of this universe or whatever yeah. universe movie you're in. Yeah, how the fuck are Han Solo and Leia breathing on that meteorite when they're in the cave? You don't ask. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. You don't ask. But, but I did give a fuck when Leia supermaned herself back into the, the fucking spaceship and yeah. they open the door to the vacuum of space and yeah. it just pans away and she's, you know... She's fine. No one gets sucked out of space I, trying I to bring her back in. I thought it was an epic scene because it showed Leia using her... It showed that she was had a connection to the Force as strong as, like, Darth Vader's or Luke Skywalker's, arguably. Like, I'll, she had that potential all along. I'll, I'll give you that. Too bad she realized but, that she was old. And, and also, I read the Star Wars novels as a kid. Mm. The ones that, that would go on after uh, Return of the Jedi. And Leia becomes, like, a straight-up Jedi. Uh, and and like fights alongside Luke. Yeah, and see, like so like shows. so like yeah no it shows that but it's like I go from that to crusty old Leia you know like Superman posing through space like I, one of these things is not like the other dude <laughs> you know what I mean like one one of those is much more preferable and shows her off as like you know a a, a strong female character who has like these interesting proclivities. And one just feels really out of place. Well, uh, I think it's because of the. I think it was overshadowed by the fact. 
That she like died. Yeah, I think it over the it's it's overshadowed by the fact that. Um, well, I okay. So part of it actually, I think what really messed me up was like, in the theater. You know, I was I was sitting there. I was at like a cinema cafe. I had my feet up, drinking a beer. I was having a good time, and. I thought that was going to be how they got rid of her character. That's right? what I thought too. And I was like, "This is a good send off to Carrie Fisher." Yeah, yeah. That you know, this this is this is a good this a good way to end the character. Well, I can respect this. And then it doesn't happen, and I, uh, I, I, because now I from feel that like point on, I, I in didn't a enjoy way, the movie. in a way now because I'm now since I'm like, all right, so this has to be the end. Like you can't continue Star Wars on after Episode Nine now. That's the, like after they did that, I was like, "Cause boy, they really gambled and lost with who was going to die first, though." In the cast of the originals, <laughs> like they kill off both characters, and then the one they choose to let live, like, damn. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, I'll say. But now I'm like, this has to be the end of it. I just don't care anymore, man. Like, like I. Uh, and I'm glad that I, that I, I steered the conversation from Star Wars. <laughs> but, but like, I, I just... It, I just... I don't care. Like, I, if they went back to, like, the Old Republic with, like, Darth Revan or some shit, all right, you've got my attention. But, like, with the whole Skywalker arc or whatever... Yeah, I'm done with the Skywalkers. Who cares? As far as I'm concerned, Skywalkers have caused every single problem the universe faces. Yeah, they just honestly seem like the, like the world would be better off without them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. The entire galaxy would just be better off without the fucking Skywalkers. Like, yeah, like, like, I mean, if, like, so... They even say it in, like, the pro the, the uh, prequels. <laughs> They're like, he has the ability to either save the universe or fuck it up. Yeah. And... He chose... They fucked it up. yeah. Well, well what, what what really gets me, though, is that the Star Wars extended universe had so much potential. Like, like the, the books, right? They turned the character of the Emperor on its head. Turns out the Emperor was only building these giant weapons that could literally kill planets because there was, like, a race of parasitic aliens from another galaxy coming into this one to fuck it all up. Damn. And the rebels find that out after the uh, the emperor is gone, and they're like, "Oh shit, you know, we, we got to get ready." This is why the emperor was doing what he was doing. So you know, it, it like gives a whole other layer to the story. Mm. And um, this one, it's just one. It's just story. a Mary Sue running around, and then there's like a weird scene about not saving child slaves, but instead saving some fucking dopey horse dogs. Like, fuck off, man. Like, fuck you guys for not saving those child slaves. Like, you're just gonna save these fucking stupid horses that are gonna get fucking captured by these rich bitches literally the next day because they have fucking spaceships. Yeah. And you're not gonna save child slaves? Fuck <laughs> you, dude. This movie's dumb. I'm out. Although I, I did like the scene, like the final scene with uh, uh, Daisy Ridley's character and uh, Kylo Ren. It would have been cool if she actually joined him. That, that see, was a Like, all right. So, I know, like, uh, in the store, like, I know in the books it's different, too. Like, they're, yeah. like, Han Solo's, has a son and a daughter, and they're both Jedi. Yeah, yeah, um, well, so Luke also has a wife, and her name's, like, Mary Jade, and he has a kid with her, and his name's, like, like, Kyle, or there's, like, Kyle Katarns. I don't, I don't fucking remember. It's been a long time, but, but anyway, the, the point the point is though, um, is that there was a lot of potential. They they could have done something new where where the Sith and the Jedi joined together. Yeah. But instead, they gave us a turd sandwich, and we have to live with that. 
It do what it do. <laughs> All right, well, that was the news and rumors portion of the Jerker's Corner. We went on a lot of tangents, but... Man, you have me on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, this happen, is really dude. cool. Like, I, this is cool to have a back and forth. So, yeah, uh, next we're going to get into the comic book reviews of the portion. And, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that. All right, so getting into the comic book reviews for the date of August 29th. No, it's the 30th. Well, no, these are, they come out on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. So uh, since we're recording it on the 30th, they came out on uh, the 29th. And it I also see. just helps the readers, like who do, like the, the listeners who read comic books, like keep in order of when they came out and whatnot. Showing my knowledge on this topic. Um. But we're going to get, the first one that we're going to do is a continuation of The Edge of Spider-Geddon. This is Edge of Spider-Geddon number two with writers Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson with a story that was based by, based by uh, Jared Way. And the artist on it is Alberto Albuquerque. Um, it starts off with, uh, in this universe, uh, there's a girl named Penny Parker and she's in Japan. She kind of... Think of Pacific Rim, like the, the those mech suits. Uh, she combine like she joins up or links up with a spider, like her like her little pet spider, and she's able to control this giant mech suit. <laughs> oh, that sounds cool! As fuck. It, it's really cool. Like, oh I really wish they would keep going with some of these ideas. Yeah, but this is the second time. We're, well, I guess technically third time we're seeing her. Um, is this like a Spider Verse version of Peter Parker, where he's where he's Penny? This Parker, is this or? is this universe's Spider Man. It's oh. an alternate universe. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's this Japanese girl named Penny Parker. She lives with her, this version's uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May, who, like, they work under Oscorp. Because <laughs> Oscorp, I think, owns the, uh, the these mechs or whatever. Okay. But, anyway, that was, like, the general premise. That happened, like, a, a while ago when they did the original Spider-Verse story. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, uh, there's a continuation of what happened after Penny did all the, uh, the Spider-Verse shit. stuff. Okay. Yeah, because the that's next big Spider fucking cool. The next big Spider-Man crossover is Spider Geddon, and where all the Spider Verses are like ending, or it looks like that. It looks like oh. they're about to off a lot of Spider people. <laughs> um, the last issue of this one had a punk rock version of Spider Man, who's actually in I the saw new, that he's actually yeah. in the new Spider Man game. Yeah, I saw. Um, so I, I don't know. One guy I was watching on YouTube did like a video about the issue, and he described it as as like what. 30-year-old man would think is punk rock or something like that. <laughs> well, it's classic punk rock. Oh, okay. It's like right. classic punk rock. That's um, good. As long as it's not pop punk. Yeah, it's not pop punk. It's it, definitely not pop punk. I just fucking hate pop punk, dude. It's oh, like, well, I like pop punk. I, all right. I like everything punk. But, all right. But punk's about, like, fuck the man, fuck the establishment. Oh, no, I definitely get you. That's, it's a different genre of style. It's just using the punk style to make yeah. a catchier tune. Okay. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but anyway, this opens up with Addie Brock. It's a girl version of, like, it's this version's Eddie Brock, so they call her Addie oh Brock, which I think is fucking genius. <laughs> oh my god, I thought that was fucking genius. It's pretty good. Um, Wait, what is Flash Thompson? They don't, they haven't done that. They Damn! Because, like, see, that's the thing, I wish they, they made, like, books with these characters, like, because they don't get to, only, the only one who had a different book, but so, but, but I don't I want to see Gary Stacy. <laughs> I don't count Miles Morales, because he, he, was, he existed before that, but, um... But uh, this version of her, she uh, 
she needs to get a book. But Spider Gwen was the only one when this whole Spider Verse thing happened. She was mm-hmm. the only one to come out with a solo book. Well, so like, well, Gwen Stacy like becoming a superhero has become like a a, a thing in itself, right? Because I know they have Gwenpool now too, right? Yeah, it's like a it's a really weird joke. It's like a weird corner of like the. Marvel fandom who just wants to guanify everything. I don't know why. It's like is. a I think 34 because, kind of thing. I think it's because Ooh, she never really had a character besides being Peter Parker's girlfriend. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's just a free, like, in the, and when she's Spider Gwen, she's like a punk rock, like, band drummer. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. is Peter Parker around in those books, or does he die instead? In Spider-Gwen, she, he becomes the lizard and he dies, and that's how Yo! people see like, her as a menace. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's a really cool. It's actually a really good book. Um, but I think they're bringing her into the main Marvel Universe, and they're giving her the name of Ghost Spider. Well, what about Silk? Silk is still there. She's still a thing? She's still a thing. She doesn't have her own book anymore, at least I don't think so, but she's still around. Man, that... I, Marvel to me has like the Akira Toriyama problem where they just make up all these really cool characters and just kind of forget about them. Yeah, until someone comes up with a cool idea for them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, like I said, Addie Brock introduces herself to Penny Parker and is asking her if she's like the pilot of the, the mech. Mm-hmm. And Penny, like, for some reason, like, blows up on her and, like, just walks away. But Addie's like, the only reason everyone is afraid, everyone's only, like, afraid to tell her what they really think of her because her dad died and they respect that I guess because she he was looked at as a hero but um damn dude that's cold but like she's like everyone thinks you're like a humongous bitch pretty much um <laughs> fuck alright but uh Penny gets home and she like goes to the their, this version's Uncle Ben and Aunt Man is like am I special in any kind of way like like I don't know why she's asking this like I don't I, she's like am I special and they're like uh, if you mean, like, special um, because, like, how you're able to link up, I mean, I guess anyone with your father's bloodline could do it, um, but the mission is bigger than any one individual. They, they're very unclear of what this mission is. Um, yeah, that's, hmm. But that's the bad part about doing these kind of stories when you're trying to, even though these characters have their own universe, so they're, they're doing, like, their normal everyday things, but you don't get to see where they come from and how everything starts. You just jumped right into the, the deep end. Yeah. And you kind of have to make heads or tails of what's going on. Yeah, you just got to use context clues. I guess. Yeah. Huh. So, um, anyway, the scene trans the scene transfers over to Penny and this Aunt May's working on the spire suit. They're trying to do some upgrades in what I believe is the Oscorp lab. And what's really cool about while they're working on the suit is she's got little stickers because she's, she's like a little kid. And she's got, like, stickers on the suit. And one of the stickers is from this anime, My, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> she, it, it's actually stickered <laughs> onto the suit. And I was like, oh, ha. And That's cute. Reference. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she sees Addie Brock in the lab. And she's mm-hmm. like, and she, so she tells Aunt May she's going to the bathroom and follows Addie Brock. And it turns out Addie is working with Uncle Ben on this new suit called Venom. It's like V-E. Oh, yeah, that's why I should explain, too. Uh, the, the robot, when it's spelled out in the book, it's yeah. spelled S, capital S-P, backslash, backslash, lowercase d-r. Okay. Yeah. And then Venom is spelled capital V E hashtag M, lowercase M. But okay, so why that that just feels weird though that she's just like a total bitch to like the, I said, it's the, so the weird like, of like the scientist she works with. Yeah, it was so weird because the Unless Uncle Ben is just like a when total they did this, asshole. <laughs> when they did Edge of Spider Verse, she had her own comic book that we got to read. 
And she wasn't this much of a bitch in that one. So I'm really confused what happened to make her be like this. Maybe, um, I, that'd be kind of cool though to like, get like a, 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 a an issue later down the line where they're and like I think explaining we might, all this shit. I think we might because that, that that's the story. I'll tell you as we keep going, but um, anyway, they talk about how like Addie is able to connect with this sim engine, like as a play on word for symbiote. Um, the sim engine that's allow, allows the link to the Venom suit or whatever. And then some, there's an emergency. It turns out to be this version's monster version of Morbius. And it's like sucking power out of the city. So, oh God, I, I miss Morbius. I miss Morbius. He's getting his own Sony movie, so. Oh, for real? Played by Jared Leto, though. Kill me now. Um, but anyway, yeah, this monster version of Morbius is like destroying the city. He's taking like, uh, absorbing like its power but it's a, a weird background effect is that it regurgitates all the information that's downloaded like it like it's something if it's a news mm-hmm. like it's like in manhattan think of it's like the like tokyo for some reason you know they got all those monitors and stuff so it's playing the news so it absorbs like the power from that but then it spits out like it says like whatever the the news person was saying at the moment like so like if, if like a temperature's going like to be a... really high today <laughs> i was like what that's so weird that's a, yeah i kind of that's a weird gimmick, but it's kind of cool. But so, um, the spider mech suit shows up, controlled by Penny, and they're fighting it, but she gets beat. Um, mm. and so the Venom suit shows up, and they, but against the directions from Uncle Ben and Aunt May, the suit takes over Addie and it kills Morbius, and that's how they know something's wrong. And um, so Aunt May tries to get into the suit, but like. The, the 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 wiring has been starting to absorb Addie, and so now it's starting to absorb Aunt May. Man, what's this old bitch gonna do? <laughs> yeah, Aunt May is like, oh my god, Uncle Ben, what did you do? You weren't supposed to do whatever. He did something that he wasn't supposed to do. It wasn't oh, the shit. sim engine. It's not the sim engine that's messing up. It's something he did that he wasn't supposed to. So Uncle Ben. And this was, is the same thing not, that uh... killed Penny Parker's dad. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, and oh, yeah, um, it could be interesting. So. But Penny stops the Venom suit, but not before it like explodes, and there's no body of Aunt May or Addie, so we don't know what happened to them. So they just assume that they died. Hmm. Um, so afterwards, Lady, uh, Ben is trying to like console Penny, and uh, they're having like a heartfelt moment, and then Spider-Ham pops out of a teleport, like a dimensional rift, and she's like, Penny, let's go. Shit's going down. And Penny looks at Uncle Ben. He's like, well, Spider-Ham's like, oh shit, did I just like interrupt a moment? And Penny's like, I don't have to go. Like we can continue our talk. He's like, duty calls, and so she follows Spider-Ham into the teleporter, and that's how like the issue ends. And it looks like in the next issue we're going to be introduced to a new Spider Team. I have never seen the Spider Verse person. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think I have. And it's like a team. It looks like a father son team, and uh, that could be tight. <clears throat> but as far as I'm concerned, I give this issue a seven out of five. This was one of the more interesting Spider people that we got, so I'm glad we got to follow up on her. Um. The art's pretty good, too. The art's much better in this one than it was in Edge of Spider-Verse, because I can actually tell what's going on in this one. So, the Edge of Spider-Verse one that she was introduced in, it was very hard to tell what was going on. Okay. So, that kind this kind of helps. And the story is still solid to me. The story, even though, like, the context, I'm losing, a, I don't have a lot of context, the story is still pretty solid for me. I, I hope they go back to that, though, because it sounds like they're, they're going to abandon this storyline that, that they're setting up to go to yeah. the Spider-Verse stuff right now. And then we don't know if she's even going to make it back. Because oh, yeah, sure, it looks sure. like a lot of Spider people are going to die. And hmm. 
if I, I, I don't know who's going to be important enough to save and who's not important enough to save yet. Right. Spider-Ham like, for sure. Spider-Ham. He is a pivotal <laughs> role in the Spider-Verse. Um, Just the, the Marvel Universe in general. All of them. Yeah. And then, alright, so getting into the next one, it's uh, Extermination number two. Uh, writer Ed Brisson and artist Pepe Larraz. And this is like, alright, so in the comic books right now, they Cyclops was possessed by the Phoenix, killed Professor X, the world turned against Cyclops. Um, Cyclops broke out of prison, made his own super te- X team mm-hmm. that was still called the X-Men. So, um, Beast was trying to show Cyclops of how far he's falling from what Professor X wanted him to be. So he thought it was a good idea to get the original five X-Men from the past, bring them to the future and show Cyclops, look at the difference. Look how far you've fallen from where you wanted to be. And, uh... They couldn't send them back. Something prevented them from sending them back. Oh, beast. So they've just been hanging out in the universe doing their X-Men thing. Um, but, so there, there are two Cyclopses now? Well, one's dead. Okay. Um, the main one is dead. The, the, the main one being the one who, who The fell. older one. Okay. okay. Yeah, he died um, during this their war with the Inhumans. I, I kind of liked his arc... Of kind of like taking, because like he took like Magneto's place, right? He kind of became like Magneto in a way. Well, because I've always had a real soft spot for Magneto. Because he's not really a villain. Yeah, he's not really all that wrong. Like they like, (laughs) and this is like what I don't get with Marvel. You take like the worst tragedy in the world, yeah, and then you make a super villain out of the guy. Well, he was a victim of the worst tragedy in the world of of the Holocaust. And well, I don't know, man. Like, well, one of the worst tragedies in the world. Yeah, well, not only that, but it's like, I feel like that's the best kind of thing to make a villain out of, just be- because of like the the like stark contrast between what you'd expect to come out of that. Well, yeah, but you kind of want to hold out hope for like like you don't want to make more evil out of evil. Well, sure, but but I mean, like we also agree that he's like not much of a villain either, you know. Like, well, you see where he's coming from. He's definitely a villain, but you see where he's coming from. He's yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah. the he's yeah. seeing what bad people who hate and yeah have for, done. For, yeah, right, 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 right. So you can't really blame him for that. Mm-hmm. But he's still doing fucked up things. Sure. Yeah. Like some, he doesn't have to go to the extremes that he goes to. Well, well, yeah, of course. But I mean, I don't know, man. His argument of being the next step in evolution, like. I don't know. Maybe I want forearms and. Can, can well, yeah, but any, but back to the book. Uh, <laughs> this is like their way of getting rid of those X Men once and for all. Like the young X Men, send them either to send them back or just to get rid of them, so we don't have to have two multiple versions of X Men characters running around. Well, well, how how does that uh, that also work with the timeline? Like, if so, we only seen oof. something like that, and they actually mention it in this book. Um, we've only seen a case of that one time. It's in X Men Battle of the Atom. It looked like young Cyclops got shot, mm-hmm. and it looked uh, older Cyclops started fading away. So it showed that there was a, there is a, yeah. So this isn't this is some isn't sort of back connection. To the future roles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're not sure. It's not. They're not exactly sure on this. Huh. But anyway, what happened in the first one? Since you, I don't know if you listened to the podcast or not, or uh, read. You don't. I don't. You haven't read the book. So um, I don't read. I'm over it. The last one 
a hooded figure came around and was trying to take out the young X-Men to do whatever with. Mm-hmm. And um, there was also this guy, Ahab, who's from a different future that uh, is trying to kill them too for some reason. Um, they hooded figure takes out Ice... He kidnaps a young Iceman and he kills Cable. Oh, wow. Ahab kills young Cyclopses like... Alright, so there's like the X-Men blue team is like all the original five young X-Men but also this chick named Bloodstorm who's like an alternate dimension vampire slash storm character. Um, And they were having a thing or whatever. And Ahab kills her. So Cyclops like wants revenge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of that issue, it turns out uh, the hooded figure is a younger version of Cable. Oh, what? It's mm. some X Men shenanigans, but it's a really yeah. cool story. I'm digging the story. It's like it's. I'm not even gonna lie. This is a. This is the best comic book I read this week. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it opens up with young Cable tagering some dude named Calvin Rankin. I don't know who that is. I don't know if he's played a bigger role in the Marvel Universe as a whole or he's just a new person that will become important later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's tagering that dude and then it switches to the Xavier Institute where young Cyclops, I'm just going to call him Cyclops because that's the only Cyclops in the world right now. He's like sulking on the front steps and young Jean comes to comfort him and she's like reassuring him that like, yo, Bloodstorm wasn't your fault and he's like, oh, like he came after me so it is my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, later, the X, all, like, all the X-Men teams because there's like three or four different X-Men teams right now. Yeah. Um, they're all in the Institute and they're having a meeting on how to protect the young X-Men. And they're all, that's how the question of, we don't know if, we're not, we don't think young Bobby Drake is dead because older Bobby Drake is still here. So mm-hmm. we don't think he's dead. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to separate y'all. Each one of y'all is going to go to a different member of the X, uh, a different X-Men team. Cyclops is like, fuck this. Like y'all are just trying to keep us on the sidelines from our fight. Oh, by the way, freaking Shatter, like Shatterstar is there, like at this meeting, only because he has a new like limited series coming out. And I was like, why the fuck is Shatterstar here? He's in it for like one panel too many. And I'm like, get get the fuck out of here, Shatterstar. Like, gotta first, get those cross promotions, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like who the like? It pissed me off. Like I literally sat there. And I was like, really? Like Shatterstar? Like. <laughs> Why are you here? Like, are you going to play a pivotal role in the book? I really doubt so. Nope, just here for advertisements, kid. Um, <laughs> Be sure to buy that issue. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, Cyclops storms out, and uh, young Angel, uh, young Gene, and young Beast uh, follow him, and they're like trying to explain to him that like this is the best course of action, blah, blah, blah. And then they're suddenly ambushed by young Cable. They don't know it's young Cable yet, and... Um, <clears throat> And he's, cause he's like protecting himself from Gene's mental mm-hmm. invasion. And he took out Angel and Beast like in like two seconds. Jesus Christ. So Cyclops chases after him and he sees that it's a cable. And he's like, oh shit, it's fucking cable. But he's mm-hmm. like a kid. And then that shot, like, like that surprised him long enough for Cable to get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just say, in this scene in particular, the art is immaculate. Like, it is beautiful art. Like, it's because it's raining. It's a scene where it's raining. Mm-hmm. And, like, some artists can't do rain scenes very well. This guy is pulling it off. Like, you can see, you feel the drama. And, like, I felt the stakes and the drama. I was like, oh my God, this is a really good like, yeah. action sequence. And, uh, yeah, he kicks off uh, Cyclops' visor and he 
before Jean Grey can do anything to him, he kidnaps uh, Angel. Okay. Uh, well, why, why is he killing the other ones then? That's weird. I wonder where that's going to go. Because in the it, they, he went to a future where something bad is going on. It's centraled around the young 5X-Men being in the, not being in the right time. This is some days of future past. Uh, time travel type yeah, shit. Yeah, shenanigans. I see what you're um, When the older X-Men finally come out to the front steps because they didn't hear all that fucking blasting and shit, they, uh, they're they like, Older they literally genes. have every X-Man yeah, in yeah. the X-Man yeah. Institute and no one hears this shit. <laughs> well, they were trying to say, like, they later on said, like, that showed how desperate this guy really is. Because yeah, he, he knew we were all there. Like, mm. the Cable, we know, he's a military tactician. Like, he's not doing this just... He's not going to go walking up front steps. And, and this is Kid Cable, too. Yeah, this is a younger version of Cable, yeah. So, um... So... Oh, young Gene is like, no, I don't want to go with my older self. I want to go with uh, the X-Force. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why she wants to go with the X-Force. I don't know if she's like, like I'm going to kill people now or whatever. I don't know. But they oh, make it the apparent f- that it's a big deal that she wants to go with the X-Force. Yeah, that is kind of weird that, like... Yeah. And they're just cool with that? I guess so, because the All next right. cover of the next issue is her on with the X-Force. I mean, I'm sure she'd be very useful there, but that just feels weird that they're, like, cool with this, uh, how old is she? She's, 16? like... 16, probably. Gee, okay, so we're, we're just cool with sending a 16-year-old on a literal yeah. mercenary mission. And there's, by the way, there's, like, four X-Men teams. I get when you had four individual X-Men, you needed all four teams, mm-hmm. but Angel got kidnapped now, so... You don't need X-Force there. What the fuck is up with, with the X-Men having their own lethal force, like, Black Ops paramilitary... <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, <laughs> Well, it's more, like, to protect mutant kind. It's not, uh, like, yeah. to do, like, assassinate people and stuff like that. It's more yeah. of, like, there are some dark, fucking disturbing things that... Yeah, they, they gotta take them out. Yeah. I feel that. It's like, it's like Deadpool and... Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, the, tr- the transitions to Young Cable's base... And he's so young. Angel had this thing where they did a crossover with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he got a power upgrade to where he has like fire wings, like cosmic fire wings. So he's it's like, pretty dope. So he's Phoenix now. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty dope. Um, but at this base, Cable's like, "You kind of did this to yourself, man." And he's ripping the wings out of Angel, young Angel's back. It's it's a gruesome Fuck. scene. Like it's 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 really gruesome. Um, and then it transitions to like the ending of the issue where like that Ahab guy from the future, he breaks into the Xavier Institute while everyone's like recovering from that fight, and uh, he takes out Rachel Gray who's having this problem with him because like she he tortured her back in her time because she's from that universe, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Hank is like, oh no, Rachel, and Ahab is all like, don't focus on her, you need to focus on my new hound, and it's old man Logan, he got corrupted by Ahab now, and that's how the issue ends, and, oh man, I would give this issue a 10 out of 10, I enjoyed the crap out of this issue, just from the art, from the, the stakes I felt, and the action, it was awesome in my opinion, it was like, it was like the quintessential awesome 10 out of 10 comic book for me. I'm always a fan of wacky time travel shit, but this yeah, and the, I'm I'm still intrigued by the story. I'm still because I'm not so sure if Cable and Ahab are working together, 
or like why if they're opposing each other. I don't know what's going on. There, there's going to be some kind of twist that'll yeah. throw you off. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there is because one of the issues is uh, is an homage to the Cyclops and Jean Grey cover where they're doing like that pose where like Cyclops is like shooting the eyeballs and Jean's like yeah. holding her hand front, but it's with the hooded. Well, it's not showing his face. So I'm believing it's Young Cable. It could be Young Cyclops, but uh, his head is hooded, so I'm believing it's it, Young Cable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say 10 out of 10 on this one. I really enjoyed this one. Dope. Um, the next one is Moon Knight, number 198, uh, with the writer of Max Bemis. He's a band like, like singer. Like He's like the leader of a band. I don't know who... I, I don't know if you would recognize his name, Max Bemis. I, I listen to some weird shit, dude. Uh, so... <laughs> But yeah, he's the leader of a band, and then the artist is by uh, Jackin Burroughs, or Justin Burroughs, I don't know how to pronounce that. Well, how, how, uh, does, how does this dude's uh, writing work out? For Moon Knight? I love yeah. it. I think he's the best Moon Knight writer since Warren Ellis. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like opening up with the continuation of the last issue where... Moon Knight had infiltrated this sadistic society of people. Mm-hmm. It's some. It, they, I think in, it's a French uh, name, and it translates directly to society of sadists or something like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's infiltrating this this group because when he was a kid, his because uh, he's Jewish, whatever the name of a Jewish priest is, a rabbi. Yeah, or his rabbi. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out his rabbi was a fucking Nazi, and he was like, oh. Killing people, and this is look. This is the fuck. They're leading toward that. This is the thing that made uh, Mark Spector go crazy, because he was a young kid when he saw this. Huh? Like he literally walked into. He like he was like because like the dude like the the rabbi like befriended him and stuff like that, and then he literally caught this dude like torturing somebody. So is he like is he like Hydra or is he just like a Nazi? He's just a Nazi, All like right. a straight up Nazi. Alright, I'll be interested to see how that run goes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he's, but he, he's going through these trials, like, one of the trials is he had, like, eat, or, like, fight a, 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 a rabies-ridden dolphin, (laughs) and to survive, he fucking ate the dolphin. (laughs) So, I don't know if Moon Knight has rabies now. That's metal as fuck, dude. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck, but it was, it was, it was weird. I was like, okay, Moon Knight, you just ate a rabies, a rabies-ridden dolphin. Yeah, alright. I guess that was the trial, okay? Um... And it just does stuff like this. It goes through different trials and stuff. Mm-hmm. They try to get him to kill this dude. He didn't do it. Um, and then he got an- psychoanalyzed by a psychiatrist that they were forcing him to do. Uh-huh. Um, it was actually Fool Killer, who's like a hero. I think he's a hero. He might be a villain. But um, they were forcing him to do a psychoanalyst on him because they kidnapped his wife or whatever. So they were forcing him to do it. So, so are these guys just like the Illuminati? Like... A society of sadistic Illuminati people, I guess. Yeah, yeah okay, so the Illuminati. <laughs> if they were sadistic. Yeah. Well, um, I mean... Well, arguably to say, you if know... If the stories are, you know... Yeah. All the conspiracy theories or whatever, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting. But he... You see that all of... Uh, all these trials are taking a toll on uh, Mark Spector's uh, other personalities of, like, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and, like, just Khonshu itself. Mm-hmm. And Kanchu, but Kanchu's like you, you can't help him. Like they, this is like he wanted to do this on his own. This is like his own demon he has to face. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I guess he's trying to prove that even though, like, the rabbi had such a major factor on his life, like, it broke him, he's still trying to show that he is not that guy. I guess that's the main purpose of this arc, because he's going through all these trials and stuff, which I guess this, like... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that, that's one, one thing about, like, like, arcs like that that I always have a problem with is that it's, like, an attempting to prove that that... that situation doesn't make you it's like the fact that you're going out to do that is proving that the situation has is, power over but you see that's what happens place. that's what happens okay I, so i'm the, digging that then the, 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 after that. after a few trials he's like he's like yelling out he's like you've had me you've always had me like come out and he, he so he comes out and he said because like the dude the nazis have been calling he calls him like his pet project mm-hmm. and um so wait wait is he is he doing this because he was like kidnapped by the Nazi or is he just trying to infiltrate to get to the Nazi? I think he was just trying to get to the okay, Nazi. Okay. Um. So, the final trial is he takes him to the final trial. And he gives him like the Sam Raimi Green Goblin sadistic choice of mm-hmm. you're gonna either do this or you have three other options. You're either gonna get killed by this entire society because there's like tons of people. He's like, there are tons of people. Um, so you can't possibly take us all out. Uh, I forgot what the third option was. The second option was. But the third option was, or we just kill your daughter. because we, <laughs> Holy shit, alright. We now, we know where your daughter is and we have people around her or whatever. Um, well, I don't... So, anyway, it gets okay. to the trial. We don't see what the trial is yet. All we know is he has to kill this person. That's the final trial. All right. And uh, Mark and Jake Lockley are now having a conversation with each other. Because Mark is like, I can't do it. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this. I can't do it. And Jake is like, you selfish bastard. You're not going to do it for your, our daughter. Because when, so Mark Spector has always had this girlfriend named uh, Marlena. Mm -hmm. And, but they've been, they've broken up and gotten back together and then broken up again so many times that they called it quits finally. But then the Jake Lockley personality took over without Mark Spector knowing it ever whenever they did this. Mm-hmm. And he got together with Marlena, which I don't know if that shows how crazy Marlena is or what, but... Uh, yeah, I... That bitch cheated, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> but anyway, the Jake, the Jake Lockley personality, when he, would, when he was in the relationship with Marlena, they yeah. had a daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's technically Jake Lockley's daughter. They, but he says our, because... But he says, right. he's like, he's like, I want... A daughter, our daughter to know the good side like you're Mark Spector you're the better I'm a dark gritty I do the stuff that y'all don't have the stomach to do mm-hmm. and I don't want that I don't want my daughter to know about me yeah so let him let her see the hero let like don't let her see me and so he's like basically saying like you fuck you you're selfish like I gave you my daughter and you're not doing everything in your power to protect her mm-hmm. so Jake Lockley takes over and then he then he's like I can't do it because then we see what the final trial is and it was to kill a little girl. And so he's like, don't worry, I'm going to get us out of here. And that's how the issue ends with like the society of people surrounding him and the little girl. Huh. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think I gave this one an 8 out of 10 mostly because I, I, I like Moon Knight. I like, I like what there's, they're doing with this. In a way, like I like the Nazi stuff, yeah, it's sadistic and stuff like that, but it's it feels right with this Moon Knight character 
Like, because Moon Knight is so psychologically damaged, and, like, all, that's always been Moon Knight runs. Like, Moon Knight runs have been really fucked up, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it's, fits the character, and, like... No, I, I feel that. It's just that, like... I don't, I don't know. I, I just... I, I, have to, I have to read it, I think. It, for me, for me, it's just, like, the whole... Um, Ah, shit, what do you call it? The whole political thing we were talking about earlier. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know, where it's like, because that is all in the news today, that's what we're going to go for. Or what, mental, mental illness? No, or... Nazi. Oh, Nazis. <laughs> well, no, but he's always been Jewish. Has he? Mark Spector has always been Jewish. Oh, well, there you go. So, I, I when I saw the Nazi, when they did say he was a Nazi, I was like, oh, wow, that was out of nowhere. I just I don't, I don't see a how a Nazi becomes a rabbi, though. That's like, the thing. Like, That's what bugged me out. I was like, fuck. okay. That, that's more so what I think it's me is like my suspension of disbelief there. Yeah. But it is a comic book. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. And, 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 and a Moon Knight comic book at yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean like... One hey, of the most obscure heroes out there. As, so if as you can get away with... a cool story, I'm Yeah, good, that's you know? the kind of... And that's what's cool about Moon Knight with that. His character, you can get away with shit like that. Yeah, I feel that. Um... For, for the sake of hyper-violence, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is X-23, number three. And before I continue on with that one, I just want to apologize. I didn't do any uh, DC books. There were no real DC books out this this week besides, like, crossovers with the Looney Tunes. And oh, fuck, but I heard that was good, though. I didn't, I'm not a fan of those. I, yeah, I, 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 I tried the Elmer Fudd Batman one, and I was like, why the fuck am I reading this? fucking guys? stupid, my God. I, I didn't, I'm not a big fan of those. So I, didn't, I, I skipped DC, because the only one also they had were Nightwing and Batgirl, and, not, and I'm not caught up with those yet. Dude, I just, I just want to see like a Space Jam Justice League uh, that crossover. Dope. <laughs> that would be dope. Oh, my God. <laughs> or like Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Uh, come and like Superman. fuck up Dark Side or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> they challenge they challenge Dark Side to a basketball match. <laughs> That's the only way to stop the universe from like, collapsing <laughs> on itself. Dude, I'd watch the shit out of you that. You know what's movie. sad is that they could do it because Warner Brothers owns both of them. Why not? Honestly, like if if they ended the uh, DCEU with that movie. I think they would make back all the fucking money they lost with this venture. <laughs> yeah, probably because people would be like, "I want to see this train wreck." <laughs> but um, but yeah, X twenty three number three. The writer is Mariko Tamiki, Tamaki, <coughs> and Juan, the artist is Juan Cabal. Um, the story opens up from the last issue. Um, get, so X twenty three got cloned again, and mm. uh, she had like. Four clones. Three of them died, I think, and one of them is still alive, and it's like a young version of her. Shit, I didn't know any of this. Like my, my knowledge on a lot of. Well, yeah, yeah. That's why. I, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm giving you the context, so you'd be like, when I say these characters' names, you're gonna be like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, no, that, that's that's interesting. Um, but she was able to save one of them. And she sees her as like a little sister, and her name is Gabby. Her <laughs> code name is Honey Badger. Um, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh. And it's cool because she, instead of, like, the two or the three, she has one claw, like, nice. right in the middle. Um, she had them on the feet, too? No, I don't think she has them on the feet. Okay. Um, but anyway, the story opens up with X-23 believing she's chasing after the recently turned evil again, Stepford Cuckoos. Mm-hmm. If you know who they are, they're, like, clones of uh, Emma Frost. Okay. And they have, like, a hive mind type deal. Um and the, the yeah, the, the, she's chasing them down because they just kidnapped Gabby. 
who's like as I said, like they're basically her little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I say believe him because they use the piece of Gabby's like gear to mess with uh, uh, X twenty three sense of smell. Like they threw, and then they used like their mind trick powers, like because they, they're telepaths. They used their ability as telepaths to like make her believe that she was chasing after the same car. That's fucking spooky, dude. To yeah. me, like, like not only telepaths, but like a hive mind of telepaths. Yeah, and you gotta like, think too, because X twenty three are tr- has been trained by psychics to prevent these kind of attacks, mm-hmm. and they're so strong that they're able to get past well, these kind Frost. of defenses. Well, clones of Emma Frost. Yeah, but I mean, like. She's like one of the most powerful telepaths in the. She's well now that Jean right? Grey's back, she's probably back to number two. Well, because she was stronger than Professor X at one time. Really? Yeah, I think Professor X is like number three. Huh. Um, but anyway, X twenty three goes back to where they were in the last issue. It was like this like church, which was keeping all their lab stuff to clone these people. Because the two of the Stepford cuckoos came back to life. One died again because they didn't have the... Uh, the way they explain it is that the clone body didn't have certain immune system necessities, and that's why they were breaking down. Mm-hmm. But the reason X-23 and Gabby are still alive is because they have like those healing factors because uh, they're based off Wolverine DNA. Right. Um, so there's, so uh, one of the Stepford Cuckoos who died, who's like a psychopath, like she's like the real villain of the story. Like The three, one, the three of them who were still alive... I kind of feel bad for them because all they're trying to do is like help their sister. Yeah. But their sister is like kind of like a fucking psychopath at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, she, X-23 is interrogating one of the scientists that they, they were, the cuckoos were forcing her, them to work for. And, uh, so, the scientist explains to X-23 that they need them their healing factor to break to prevent that immune system failure thing and so that's why they kidnapped gabby so what looks like so gabby before this the ending gabby manages to turn on her tracker so x23 can track her and she calls her ex-boyfriend who was is young angel this is like you gotta believe this takes place before extermination yeah yeah. Uh, so she calls young Warren and young Warren flies her to where the tracking system was that's fucking weird that like he just dates like someone in the future yeah so like the the future or I guess present version of him now just has memories of like fucking this like kid that he just knows just now met as an what the (laughs) fuck oh my god that's so weird and also kind of fucked up. Yeah. Ew. Jesus Christ, the implications of that. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> so now, um... So yeah, the issue ends with, like, what looks like the dead, the previously dead cuckoo trying to transfer her brain patterns into Gabby's body. Okay. A la Superior Spider-Man. Uh-huh. That's what it looks like, and that's how the issue ends, and, uh... That'll be interesting. They pull the switch right before X-23 breaks in. So we don't know if the brain transfer was successful or not. Well, so so how does that work? Like, when, in the Superior Spider-Man, Peter Parker's consciousness was transferred into Doc Ock. Think right? of Freaky Friday. Okay, okay. Thank Freaky you. Friday. Freaky Friday rules. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but what, what bad was, Peter Parker died in Dr. Octopus's body. Yeah, that's that's gross. I don't I don't even want to think about that. Can you imagine? That's like the worst way to die if you're Spider Man. Like yeah. honestly, that's the worst way to die. To die in Doctor Octopus's body. Like some 
fat old man. Well, this like, time he was like a beaten down, broken up, skinny old man. Ew, that's even worse. Yeah, like, like this emaciated, fucking anorexic old dude. Yeah. Like, ew. Fuck that noise. But yeah, I gave this issue a 7.5 7. out of 10. It was a really quick read. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Not bad by any slight. And again, I'm enjoying this run. I'm glad they're giving they're keeping her solo book because she was Wolverine, but then they had to downgrade her because Wolverine is coming back. Yeah, I I kind of wish they they almost kept her as that. Like I, I was not a fan of the whole Jane Foster Thor thing. Ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, that's a good book. I I I only say that because. I'm a big fan of like the old Norse myths. Well, and, he's like, back to Thor being Thor. Thor isn't like a fucking title. It's just like who Thor. Is. Well, he's back to being Thor, and Marvel Universe yeah. messes with the Norse mythology where his name isn't actually Thor. It's no, I, Odinson. Yeah. yeah, which and I I don't even fucking understand how the mythology works. You should read Jason Aaron's <laughs> run. It's so good. Marvel. It's what got me into Thor. Yeah, no, I mean like I don't know. I, I I'm I'm into Thor as like a comic book character. I read some of the comics when I was a kid, but. Not, I don't even remember what run it would have been, honestly. The Jason Aaron one is amazing. Is like, that the, is that the current one where he's like... It's so long. It's like a big, expansive thing. Right. And that's why I was fine with the Jane Foster thing. And you also got to think about like this. And this is why I hate about comic book fans. They're always going to go straight. They're always going to reset. They're always going to go back to normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like when people were like freaking it's like a, out. It's like a sitcom. People were freaking out about Superior Spider-Man. And I was like... Y'all do realize Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2 is around the corner. As soon as Amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out, he'll be back. Mm-hmm. He'll be back before then. <sighs> well, that's, just enjoy the story. I just thought it was was a cool idea. That's what I thought general, too. I was like, you know? holy shit, you transfer the mind. And, and for yeah. a time, I was like, Dr. Ox was a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man was. Mm-hmm. He was more efficient. He had time for his social life. Yeah. Like, he made time for Aunt May. He could go on dates. He was still saving the city. I, that's that's why I thought it was kind of neat how he was like a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man. Yeah, but it got back to where I was like, Peter Parker, don't fuck this up. Like you had a good thing going, you're fucking it up. You're making mm-hmm. you're making Doctor Octopus look like a better Spider-Man than you. But I mean, they they showed that why Peter Parker's better at towards the end. And... But but I think that that Thor, uh, like the, the idea of, of of Thor right being a title could have been a cooler idea. Um, if, if they had just made it not Jane Foster, of all people. Um, like, if they made it, like, you know, where, where Mjolnir really is, like, for the worthy, you know, for someone who is worthy of holding it. And they, like, they gave it to, like, some well, you gotta think fucking, about like, like, humanitarian no, 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 no. or some shit. That's not the rando. thing. But see, that's, see, Jane Foster's different. She's not the same. Like, she, she, she now is riddled with cancer, but yeah. she's still... It doesn't make you a good person. No, 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 I know, I know. But she's still going out of her way. Instead of just focusing on taking care of herself, yeah. she's still going out of her way to try and help everybody else. Oh, okay. And then, like, I guess that's what the hammer was like, this person's worthy to hold me. Okay, yeah. And I guess I, I'll And she that. knew that know. she was dying whenever she touched the hammer because every time she would go in for chemo, yeah. all the chemo effects would go away whenever she picked, became Thor. And when she went... It would be like the cancer would keep going... But her cert, like her procedures, would have always be starting from scratch. So like, it, it couldn't keep up. It never, she never really had a fair shot to survive. Uh, from the get go. I mean, like, and she damn, knew dude. she knew this willingly. I, and was going still to being Thor to save people. Why not just stay Thor forever? Because you still have obligations as Jane Foster. Oh fuck that noise, dude. If I, if I, like, was given Mjolnir and was told, like, 
die or just be Thor forever, I'd be like, all right, fuck Jordan, I'm Thor now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. I, I, I saw a couple of, you know, and this is, you know, me just being ignorant too and not actually sitting down and reading it, but I read like a couple of panels. I wasn't a fan of the writing uh, and just kind of like put it, put it aside because of that. But you because start you, from I had your recommendation, you I think I might actually check that out. If you now. start from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I can show you where of Air, Jason Aaron's run and just follow it through, it's mm-hmm. a big, expansive story where everything matters. All right, I'm going to check that out. And like it's still going on right now, and it's going to end up being affecting like the Avengers titles and stuff like that. That's how big and how popular Jason Aaron has made the Thor run. Like It's that good. It's like what happened to Green Lantern when Jeff Johns took over. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> sorry to, to pull you off on oh, that. Oh, no, no, you're good. But yeah, I gave X-23 a 7.5 out of 10. Um, the next one and the final one is Daredevil Annual number one. Um, with the writer being Erica Schultz and the artist being Marcio Takara. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a flashback of how Daredevil and Misty Knight, if you know who Misty Knight is, the girl with the robotic arm. She's like the police detective. Uh, uh, she was in Luke Cage, if you watch that. Mm, no, I didn't actually. But yeah, she's like this 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 black cop. Um, she. All right, sorry, we had technical difficulties, but we're gonna continue on with Daredevil Annual Number One, the final one by Erica Schultz, artist Marcia Takara. Like I said, it's a flashback to where Daredevil and Misty Knight first met. Okay. Um, it opens up years ago, pre Bionic Arm. Misty Knight is picking up her partner, Carmen Torres. Um, she's. Carmen, damn, Thor is ready to fuck somebody ah. up. Uh, <laughs> Carmen is reading to her daughter a bedtime story with kid-friendly versions of all, like, the city superheroes. And when I mean kid-friendly, I mean, like, the gritty heroes, like, Moon Knight and... Oh, what the hell? That's and funny. Punisher. And the oh, Punisher. Shit. Who? What? Like, <laughs> someone wrote that in this, in this universe? Like, just a, a kid's book about the Punisher? And Moon Knight. Okay, so Moon Jesus Knight is Christ. like is like flying with uh, cartoon moon balloons. Dude, that would be like and like, like someone like, writing a fucking kids book about a vigilante today. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that's kind of fucked up. And then uh, the Punisher is like shooting flowers. Like he's like shooting Jesus instead of Christ. bullets, he's shooting flowers. All right. Um. But anyway, so he picks she picks her up, and while they're on patrol, uh. Misty Knight's talking about how, like, she doesn't like costume heroes because they cause collateral damage and blah, blah, blah. They're getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when all of a sudden a man lands on top of their car. Uh, Misty chases after... She looks up and she sees, like, there are two guys who threw this guy out the window. And so she chases after them. Uh, Daredevil cuts off these two guys who turns out to be these mob people named Nicky Scarpe. He's, like, the hood... Like, the... the the uh, the henchman and then yeah. this guy Frankie Fear Porara who's like the mob boss, uh, who apparently suddenly got superpowers because they're able to trade blows with Daredevil. Fuck okay. Um, <clears throat> and before Daredevil can really stop them, Misty Hood I mean not Misty Hood Misty Knight uh, shows up and she's like freeze and Daredevil gets distracted and gets thrown into Misty Knight and the two make their escape. Misty Knight oh you could let them escape. And I'm gonna, I can take you in. And All she, right. Daredevil's like, you could do that. Or, or I could you just could. kill you with one hand. And he's like, <laughs> or I could just... No, but he was, like, he was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you could do that. Or I could just leave. And he kind of just jumps off the building. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Man, that's funny. Later on, Misty and her partner find out from a classic Daredevil character, uh-huh. famous snitch Turk Barrett. Uh, I gotta just say, nice job to Erica on that one because she pulled out a classic Daredevil villain. So Did good I. job, not villain, but like informant. Yeah. So whenever stuff like that happens, I just gotta give credit to them. Yeah, it's it's like consistent, uh, like yeah. consistent universe. Yep. Um. So she finds out that the two guys, the two mob people, were on a synthetic version of mutant growth hormone, which is based on a drug called mutant growth hormone, which gives people. Mutant abilities. Holy shit, so it's just like mutant steroids? Pretty much, That's yeah. That's tight as fuck. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, it turns out the whole reason they're taking this is because the, the mob boss, uh, Frankie, is mm-hmm. dying, and he's trying to use the, he's dying from cancer, he's trying to use the mutant growth hormone to survive yeah. or whatever. So, um... Why the fuck isn't everyone using this? This sounds like a wonder drug. Like, well, it's a drug, and like all drugs, there are laws against it and stuff like that. Yeah, like what? What is the side effect of this shit, though, dude? Well, like, we'll get to that. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so, um, Misty and her partner start investigating people who are related to the victim, mm-hmm. and it turns out he's a scientist or worked at ESU lab or something like that. And so he, she's interviewing all the people that he knew or whatever, and she's finding out information. And uh, turns out her, his ex-girlfriend, the victim's ex-girlfriend, uh, is now being paid by the mob bosses and dude to work on the same formula that the ex-boyfriend was working on to try and cure him. Um, it turns out that uh, the mutant growth hormone is actually a bomb also. So if he drinks it, he will literally explode at some point in time. Um, so they're like, okay, that's great. <laughs> that's fucked. Uh, <laughs> so Daredevil is, uh, he gets in with, he's like, we know where they are. Let's go set up a, like a, like a raid type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misty and the cops go set up the raid or whatever, and then um, he comes out after drinking the formula as a grotesque mutant monstrosity um, and is fighting the cops, and it's a shootout between the mob boss and the cops and stuff like that. And in the meantime, like in the middle of all this, uh, the monstrosity now gets hits Misty Knight's partner, and it looks like she's about to die when Daredevil saves her and gets it to the medics. So then they team up to take out the, the the mob boss right. or whatever. And then the issue ends with Carmen recovering in the hospital and Misty reading Carmen's daughter a new bedtime story, a more realistic version where the city heroes are teaming up with the cops to take out crime and stuff like that. But they're not hmm. like, Punisher is not shooting, Punisher and the Moon Knight are not even involved. I don't know why the mom is telling her about Moon Knight and Punisher. So fucking weird <laughs> um, but yeah there that's how the story ends and like daredevil tells misty like he was like she's like oh you better be careful or you'll start to like us and like he just hops off <laughs> fuck you but i uh, like what i want <laughs> that's how like they meet or whatever it's a really good story i really like that one i gave that yeah. one like a eight out of ten it's I like really a, it's like kind of cute it's like yeah. uh uh a flashback issue. Yeah, it's all, I, I wouldn't really call it an origin story, I guess, since she didn't get her arm or anything like that. Yeah, no, but no. It's just a, this is how we met before. Like, yeah. We knew each other before then. I kind of dig that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, that was, that's the podcast. That's today's episode. It was a really long one. Uh, I said, this one, I think it's going to be like 
one of the best ones, honestly, because it was so long and we actually had conversations with this. Um, so yeah, thank you nicely for that. Thank you, Damien, for the commentary you did provide. I'm sorry, boys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Uh, like I said, you, this is going to be available on all available platforms like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts now. Available wherever you get your podcasts from. Exactly. Except YouTube. Except yeah. YouTube for now. No one gets podcasts. I'm going to work on the well, YouTube. Fuck you, I do. Super you're stupid. No, I do watch Good YouTube shit. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of in the minority on that one, bro. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I eventually come on doing that eventually. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thanks for that. Like I said, DM me questions on Twitter and Instagram at MarvelKidAJ, and I eventually answer them. And yeah, have a good day. Peace out, boys and girl. All of you. Good episode, boys. Thank you. Good episode.